Welcome to, to episode 777. Oh, you boxed me once again. <laughs> Welcome to an alternate reality in which we have recorded over 700 more episodes. We're coming to you live from 700 episodes into the future. What's happened? Well, loads of things. We adopted a new measure of time, which is episodes, <laughs> rather than years. Yes. And who can forget episode 250 when we killed Gav? <laughs> That's why he's not in this episode 777. I've forgotten it years ago. That's how I sleep. Log, what's that on your arm? Why have you got a thing on your arm? Well, it's a sporting injury, Steve. I've got tennis elbow. In the year 2045, I officially became the world's most buffest man. <laughs> and, um, yes, um... Apparently my tendons hurt a bit. Why isn't it on your elbow, you dick? <laughs> well, th that's a funny thing about tennis elbow. It's around the elbow. But not actually the elbow. Yeah, and don't get me into the tennis element. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about the, the words tennis elbow is misleading. They should call it buff forearm. <laughs> <laughs> Over buff forearm. I'm afraid to say you're too buff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm here to rein you in. Debuff. Oh, yes, yeah. that's the gaming term for it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Sorry, I've been playing Diablo 3 all day. My brain is slightly fried from that sort of thing. Debuffs. Mm. I've got a feature. Well, I don't have a feature, so oh. I'm going to call this my feature. Cool. I'm Barack Obama. And I meant Romney. And I listen to regular features. Well, I listen to it twice as much. Well, I listen to them all in order again and again. I listen to it seven times. I can pick a random one out and name it. But why'd you have to get so confrontational? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just a two-party system in action. Uh, now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve went to physiotherapy. Nice. And it, you reminded me because you have a tennis elbow. I, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to be immensely supportive of this feature, wherever it goes, because I'm not like you, and I won't just disparage features because they're very short and poorly thought out. <laughs> God, it's, it's almost like you haven't forgotten that, isn't it? And it's almost like oh, I listened yeah. to it today and thought, oh, he was really rude about my having a poo near a toilet feature. <laughs> <laughs> You had yeah. a poo on a toilet. Well, I did after. Well, I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't poo near a toilet. I did poo on a toilet after I put my buttocks around the porcelain. Don't tell the story again. <laughs> Let's do it again. Honestly, I'll think I'll Is this it. because your feature got trimmed? That you feel you need to fill in the gaps? Or was it... No, no, I'm fine. No, no, no. no I'm... Let's go back to Steve. <laughs> I went... Because I fell over on New Year's because there was a slippy floor... And I tumbled. Ah, those things, eh? And I fell, and I got massively bruised all down my 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 right hand side, but also a big bruise on my left bum cheek. <laughs> so I bumped so hard, the the shock wave rocketed through my body, and it hit your right arm so hard that you slapped yourself <laughs> on the left buttock. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. So I had a huge bruise on my left arse. <laughs> and, <laughs> And bruises all down my right side as well, and a big bump on my, on the right side of my face. God, um, and didn't I didn't really realise that I'd hurt myself quite badly, so I kept dancing. Obviously. And my friend said, "See, you need to stop dancing. You have a huge bump on the side of your face, and and you're spraying blood. <laughs> the arterial spray is fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bringing everyone down." <laughs> so they like put me in a taxi, and I went home, and everything was okay for a while 
I just had this really bad pain in my rib. I, thought, I, I can't like believe a, you had a massive bump on your head, having banged your head on the floor, and their answer was to send you home on a, a taxi on your own. That's like, I mean, I know I was terrible when you had the whole tooth thing, and I was letting you make me cups of tea while you were yes. off your face on anaesthetics and that. But even I would know that you sort of like mm, bang your head quite badly. Maybe don't send someone home to go to bed on their own. Cause... On the other hand, it is New Year's Eve, and that's the one chance you've got in the whole year to have fun. <laughs> so maybe don't let Steve ruin your night out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might die, but it is New Year's. <laughs> um, so I had this 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 uh, this bruised rib that wasn't going away. So I went to the physiotherapist, which is uh, you get a free session with with my with my gym membership. I didn't realize after that you have to pay loads of money to get continuing sessions. Um, and a man told me to take my t-shirt off and then wiggled my hips around <laughs> like he wow. was doing a little dance and you didn't have to pay for it amazing i i didn't tell him that um that i had a big bruise on, on my left bum I, I told him it was all on happening on the right hand side so when he wiggled my hips he goes yeah you've got tightness on the right hip and i'm like ah it was actually the left hip that took the bruising so i think he's trying to scam me <laughs> Right, how are we going to go? Where are we going to go from here? I mean, are you going to... I haven't thought of a clever way of continuing this feature. Well, I or mean, is any sort of I, denouement to do it? I don't know. I think that maybe he does know what he's doing. And he somehow... says, I have pelvic upslip. How do you get pelvic upslip? I don't even know what is that, that is. Is that by sitting with your wallet under one of your butt cheeks? Yeah. And maybe that would sort of make your pelvis slip up a bit. It makes you, It's like so you, have a, you have a diagonal pelvis rather than a horizontal one that's parallel to the earth i've heard they're pretty cool though they're pretty pretty in fashion it makes you walk like a cool guy (laughs) (laughs) makes you walk like evil spider-man i imagine (laughs) like a panther i I mean so i'm just surprised you didn't tell why didn't you tell the physio man about your bottom were you worried that he'd be like right let's have a look i just i thought it sounded unbelievable that i could be injured all (laughs) on one side but then also on the opposite side on my bum hmm like, how did the bomb thing happen? How does that work? I don't know. I got bruises on my legs now from the last time I was drunk, and I, I don't know what causes these bruises. Well, maybe the bum thing was separate. Maybe you hurt your side, but then you also hurt your bum because you sat down too quickly or something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe your bruising log is just isn't important. Let's gloss over that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you didn't have any... You had no further information. You basically no, went, I'm coming to bruises. I don't know why. I thought that's fascinating. Maybe one day. you don't... When you're drunk... People you, slap you, you on the legs. You throw yourself around... <laughs> And maybe his fall was just the main thing, but maybe he just sat down really boisterously and other times in the night. <laughs> Boisterous and crooked sitting will bruise a buttock. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, but And also knock your pelvis out of alignment. Yeah, yeah. And make you walk in giant circles. <laughs> he said, yeah, it's basically like, now I've got one leg longer than the other. And... Three physio sessions will fix that forever. What? Really? No, I don't think Snake so. Snake oil salesman, surely. I think so, yeah. That's Steve, I mean, you've the, got weird legs, but I can fix it. I can fix it. In just an hour and a half. Yeah. If that's true, three sessions, he could ruin any one of us. <laughs> yeah. It's all crooked and all just what walk if, in circles. Because I haven't told him I bruised on that side and he's going with the information that I've given him. What if he exacerbates the problem? What if it's actually going in the other diagonal way and he's going to give me sideways hip? Oh, God. <laughs> Just that's how long? That's what the next stage of upslip. That's, that's what pelvic upslip evolves into. <laughs> vertical perpend- hip. Perpendicular hip syndrome. <laughs> Just how so long? we're all doctors. Just how long do you think they could make your legs? Because if they can change the leg thing so that you can make... 
level it out and that get it's it probably no on limit. the spirit level do you think they could just keep do you think what i'm talking about here right is do you think you could get like maybe a black market physiotherapist who on the sly going against all the regulations invert your hip can give you like a really one really really long leg like, and they'll be like, you shouldn't do this, you know. It's against it's the like law. when you're shaving your sides of your face and you do a little bit in, so, oh, God, you have to take a little bit more off the other one. It's like that, but opposite with legs. You go, oh, I've made the right leg a little bit too long. Oh, yeah. Oh, I better, I better massage the left leg up yeah. a bit. And before you know it... You're massive. Well, I, I, I can't think of what a teetering monstrosity you'd be with your <laughs> narrow plasticine legs. Yeah. That or very short. One or the other. No, you, you can, can only make them you bigger. Shave right. a leg down. No, you can only make them bigger. You roll them like plasticine yeah. in your hands and make them. But with big physio hands, they've got big hands because you can't do it with normal hands. I do. And when work. they tell you to take your top off, you do it. You do it. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking obey. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? You just say, can you just take your shirt off for me? And then you just went, whoa. Steady it's like, on. Whoa. No. Whoa, Jesus. Don't see many of them in my line of work. <laughs> <laughs> my God. You can put it back on again now. Get in here, nurse. We've got a cutie. You've <laughs> <laughs> got a little cutie in here with his top aren't off. Aren't you? You're a cutie, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yes, you are. <laughs> So that was that's yeah that's, that's I, I can bring that to an end now. That's all the information I have to tell on physiotherapy. Oh, let's have a fucking feature. Oh, what is your fucking feature? Just give me a fucking feature, please. Tell me your fucking feature. Oh, regular features, regular features. Here's one now. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt. Nice midnight resistance T-shirt you're wearing. Thank you. I am. I wear it well. Don't you think? Yeah, I don't wear that to the gym. Because I did wear mine to the gym thinking, well, it's just a T-shirt. I don't have to worry too much about this one getting ripped to fuck because I don't really care about it. Then I realised that the word resistance is a gym-relevant word. Resistance training is doing weights. And midnight resistance is, like, almost saying... This is like the night version of the gym. Let's all fucking run into each other with our dicks out. Oh, yeah. That's what I felt. I felt intensely self-aware that I was wearing Midnight Resistance T-shirt in the gym because it felt like I was flagging myself as open for anal. Mm. Right. Okay. I, I know there are... I, 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 I wouldn't would go never... as far as calling them a sister podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never have come to think that... I don't understand it's the... It's obvious the f- now that Log's pointed it out. It's, Baywatch, it's the Baywatch Nights... Of gym t-shirts. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think... No, it doesn't... I don't understand. What he, I don't understand it. Midnight... But, I've come to the gym at midnight. This isn't, this isn't just resistance training, which I do in the afternoon. I do this at midnight. This I don't is the sexy yeah. version of resistance training. What if instead training? of resistance, it said weightlifting, and instead of midnight, it said, I want to have sex with guys while... But I don't understand how midnight... C- comes it means I want to have sex midnight is the sexiest o'clock <laughs> <laughs> well for me it's bedtime it's not that sexy midnight's when you wake up from your first sort of sleep you you stroke the person you're in bed with and they snore and you go oh maybe I'm not horny and fall back to sleep again <laughs> 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 or you spoon them you jab your erection between their buttocks wiggle around for two minutes and see if they wake up if they don't just go <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the noise you make when you ejaculate Steve? that's my pre-ejaculation alarm they don't wake up then best leave it be <laughs> Wise words indeed. 
Yeah, it's good. I mean, I just, it's my, really good. I've been subscribed for a long time. I think it's one of my favourite magazines. Really good magazine. Recommend it. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. Some of the some of their favourite issues have had. Yeah. Some shit in the early ones were really good. I like the early ones. But uh, yeah. Hey, was that your feature? My feature. Don't look at me. That was that your feature having your t-shirt on. Yeah. Hey, don't why are you being so aggressive this week, log? Brilliant. I Thank, well, know. great feature, Matt. You. I got away with having a, a feature that I was just talking. I didn't. I know. Talking. I started it. I'm, I'm, I'm being really mean and you're yeah. actually lapping it up you, like a big moob. You pawned your. You pawned. You started a feature, threw it at me. It's like playing hot potato with someone before you told them you're playing hot potato. You're just throwing hot potatoes this at me. This reminds me of the time when my brother threw grit at me and then ran indoors saying, Mom, John's throwing grit at me. And I was like, I was struck by the, in- well, just the fucking hostility of life at that point. That's, yeah. That's, and I vowed to wreak it on any podcast. Partially Once, the ingenuity of it, though. I, uh, I, I don't know why I was annoyed at my brother, but I decided, like, when we were both sharing a bunk bed, I decided I didn't like him and I just screamed at my parents that he'd hit me and he, he'd he been doing absolutely nothing and then he was punished for it and I thought yeah wow uh, I'm a psychopath <laughs> yeah you've grown up to have some level of empathy with other people though haven't you as in I'm, I love people ah I, I didn't ever like stitch my brother up needlessly but I did get in trouble because I'd written on the wallpaper next to my bed I'd written I hate my dad Oh wow! Oh, on the wall, which was very mean. Because I got a text message from my dad, <laughs> which simply read, "And I, did, I, I never get text messages from my dad. Uh, it just said, been reading your Twitter comments, asshole.'" <laughs> I know. That was. You, did, you, did you not reply? They're not comments. They're updates. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> Who's the asshole now? <laughs> yeah. I don't really have much to say on that matter because it's <laughs> I'm just still perplexed. Have you not it. resolved that yet? No. You do need to ask him whether Why it was about the Octodad. Why don't you just say, oh, comment. was that about the Octodad thing? So I, I tweeted saying, I wish my dad was Octodad. Yeah. And he obviously saw that because he tweeted, he, he texted you about quite late at night, right, wasn't it? 4 a.m. <laughs> that's, that's not when you're pissed. That's when you're fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he saw that. I don't know. I don't know. I so I haven't. But you should probably just say, like, do you know who Octodad is? I think say, oh, because because I I think if he realised that you were saying that you wish that your father was not him, but was instead an, an actual octopus in a suit. Yeah, I think he might realise that you're not serious. Well, I think it's up to him to... To research, yeah. To, to research. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, if he was on Twitter... Maybe take an interest. Well, copy and paste, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Your first response to that shouldn't be, you're a fucking asshole at four in the morning. It should be, maybe I'll Google up to Dad. Yeah. Work oh, out what, yeah. what this is all about. Has he got a new ideal father that's replaced me, the man who locked him out of the house while he was being chased by bullies and allowed him to get beaten up outside our own house? Thank you for remembering that, Log. I do remember that. It just strikes me as the single most horrible act of dadhood. (laughs) It was the wedge in the relationship from which tangentially we have separated over the years. Yeah, I remember Perhaps he was trying to open the door, but his eight legs couldn't negotiate and reach the doorknob in time. Maybe he's angry. (laughs) No, if you remember, Log, he uh, opened the bedroom window to shout at me for swearing at the bully. Oh, okay. Yes, that as, was. As the bully descended on me. 
So wow. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> he's angry with you because actually he is an octopus and you've never noticed. Maybe that's true. And he's just like, can't believe you haven't noticed that I am in fact an octopus. I thought it. I thought the comment sort of bounced off me because I'm quite, I'm, I'm emotionally resilient in that way. But since then. On two consecutive nights, I've had dreams about having confrontations with my dad. It's probably so, worth mentioning, because it's, it's such an easy thing to clear it's, up. It's, it's wedged right into one of my cortexes. You do need one of those confrontations, direct confrontations with your dad, where you're both there calling each other fuckers and shitty bum-bums and just spit coming out your mouth anger. And you raise your fists, and then you both see each other, see what you've become... <laughs> And then just leave and never see each other again. <laughs> I thought you might embrace it at the end of that story, but no, no, no. no. I, like, it just seemed a little bit too twee. That, so yeah, that, would, that would have been. I just feel like on a basic level, if somebody's really angry at you, if somebody if somebody's pissed off at you, and you're able to say to them with full honesty and sincerity, "I'm sorry, I was making a joke about an octopus," I just don't see how that is. That can... all I am to you, son. <laughs> And a comedy comparator to an octopus. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Is that that's is all? Comparator, it? a word. I don't know. No, I don't know. think so. Is it sure. comparator? Comedy comparison. Um, an analog. <laughs> yeah, comedy analogs. Yeah, thanks. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm turning into Batman, but in a shit way. But by coughing. Yeah. No, by having a voice that sounds, doesn't quite oh. work. <laughs> Batman, Batman's got a bad cough. <laughs> Who is that? It's the Batman. I heard him coughing over there by them benches. <laughs> <coughs> That's him. I'm, getting, I'm out of here, guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> what you talking about, Jimmy? There ain't no Batman. There is. I heard him coughing. Are you doing all the yep, I'm just having quiet talks from Arkham Asylum? I, I guess so. I don't know. I'm just the being... barks is when you saw... Like, I'm know. just being mobsters worried, oh, about, worried about Batman coming because they can hear him. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Help me. Well, Batman... One of the bigger themes of the Batman film, the early Batman films, was that Batman was like a, like a myth among um, criminals. Isn't he? He's like a ghost story. Yeah. That was cool, that. Yeah, that was cool. In the later films, it's not so much of a ghost story. No, it's sort of like people are quite aware of him. Yeah. And almost to a degree doesn't make sense anymore because they're aware of him and not afraid of him, which doesn't make any sense. Because like, they're afraid of him when he's a ghost, but if you actually knew that Batman was a real guy who genuinely appeared and fucked up criminals all the time, you wouldn't be like, ha, Batman, eh? I'm going to try and punch you in the face. Oh no, you've broken my legs. It's like, that's obviously going to happen. That's what he does. I think ghosts are scarier. Anyway. Yeah, but ghosts won't break your legs. And that's this week's poll on the website. If you want to use whether Batman or ghosts are scarier, just log into regular features. Uh, a ghost version of Batman log. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's ghost is scarier than oh, corporeal no. Batman. Not just okay, that's, it's, it's a three. It's a three <laughs> okay. option poll. <laughs> Batman, Batman's ghosts, or ghosts. Plural. And we'll be creating a... <laughs> Four <laughs> options. <laughs> a ghost. Batman. A ghost. Ghosts. We've Batman ghosts. We've got to get this right. Five it's options. Five. Batman ghosts. Ghosts. Ghost. Batman. Six options. <laughs> oh, Frustrating just... comedy. Let's move on. <laughs> We're not doing the, is it a ghost Batman or a Batman ghost bit? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm the ghost who became Batman. <laughs> yeah, there's the ghost of Batman. No, I just like the idea of there being multiple Batman ghosts, like loads of them. Like in the way that you have lots of ghosts. Well, this this camp Adam West Batman ghost, obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just thinking like lots of Alex identical Zane ones. Batman ghost. <laughs> A little known Alex Zane Batman ghost. Uh, imagine lots of them though, just lots of them, but all the same, not the different types of Batman, just lots of them, lots of different ghosts, but all look like Batman. Be quite cool. <laughs> Matt's feature was your, the lack of content in this podcast is not being helped by your constant derision <laughs> I wanted to say you're derailing nothing I, there's nothing to derail and you're still th- ripping it off the tracks I'm not, the reason I didn't say anything there because my only thing I wanted to say was that it would be like the Krypton Factor identity parade but that's a 1980s reference and it would have fallen flat and I just sat there going I'm old to myself that's why I was silent then <laughs> that seems fair Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. And now it's time for my regular feature. I don't know if any of you have noticed that Philip Seymour Hoffman has died. Fucking hell. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you didn't notice after all the fucking... People on Twitter just one after the other saying, oh, really? That's really sad. Oh, God, oh, no. Oh, he's dead. Oh, I can't believe he's dead. Eight hours of that. Not him. Yeah. No. I'm not. No. No. Anyone. Anyone but him. I I liked his films. Yeah, I was a bit confused because, I mean, obviously it's sad that somebody's died of a heroin overdose. but I I didn't even know one knew that at the time. 40, 70, actually, no, that's not even an exaggeration, 70 bags of heroin. What the, Jesus yeah. Christ. How big are the bags, though, I guess? But, I mean, it's still a lot. I'm thinking, like, like big bags of oats <laughs> that you give to horses. <laughs> wow. Some fucked up horses in the world. <laughs> but anyway, he's dead now, so if you want to Philip on Seymour Hoffman, you're out of luck. And if you want to Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> you're not going to be able to. <laughs> um... So let's just take a look back over his IMDb page. Filmography. Filmography. Well, I'm not... To be absolutely honest, I'm not a massive fan. I'm not... Neither am I. No, I mean, that's it. I didn't say anything about it. Like, when everyone was going, it's really sad. I'm like, obviously it's sad. It's sad when anyone dies. I'm not not anti-him. No, absolutely. He just never leapt out at me. Yeah, I was always like, oh, yeah, he's been good in a couple of films. Yeah, I enjoyed. But uh, but I've I've never watched film and thought, wow. He's not one of those actors that just breaks character and looks like they're just going, I don't even know what I'm acting. Who's this character I'm doing? <laughs> He's not one of those actors. What is it? There's only three walls in here. <laughs> no, no, no. Who are they? There's cameras and everything. It's not like real I'm life. I'm sorry, I smiled. Can we do it again? I started oh, smiling. Yeah. I was, I was, he hasn't appeared in any blooper reels no. and for that reason... He's no, good. cannot be in my top ten Hollywood <laughs> actors. That just means he hasn't done any funny bloopers. Yeah. He's true. just done really self-punishing bloopers where he goes, No, Philip, no, that's not what he'd do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, who can forget Capote, where Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a man with a speech impediment who wants a cup of tea? And who can forget Super Monkey Ball, in which Philip Seymour Hoffman's roll around in hamster wheels across increasingly difficult pathways. 
I'm not a fan, but I thought the ideal way would to pay tribute to Philip Seymour Hoffman mm. would be to recreate some of his films in the be right in the be kind rewind way of Jack Black because I think if anyone's going to play him in the biopic of his life, it will be, be Jack, Jack Black. Yeah, the, the, he does like a tiny bit like Jack Black. Yeah, and um, and, and possesses what, rewind? a fraction of the man's ability. Yeah. He's he's the one note actor that you can be sure will be in the next brutal legend game that's going to be <laughs> equally bad. So um so yeah so yeah so I've written some scripts in the be kind rewind style of not having really knowing what's going on in the movies just straight away you think they're probably about just go with it yeah, yeah. okay that sounds good to me the first script is Synecdoche New York in which. A theatre director struggles with his work and the women in his life as he creates a life-size replica of New York City inside a warehouse as part of his new play. Okay, yeah, we all know about that. Oh, that's like, boys, yeah? Yeah. God. So what do you reckon that film's going to be like? Wow. Play some music yeah. from the soundtrack. from a long day's work creating a life-size replica of New York City in a warehouse for my theatre production. Oh, I think I've bitten off more than I can chew. Get your feet off that bit of carpet. That's the one square foot of this house I've hoovered and I needn't have fucking bothered now, need I? You hoovered the bit in front of the front door and expected me not to stand on it? Speak up, darling. I've got a big woolly hat on and I'm not really listening. Jesus Christ, you're boring. Is it too much to ask for a man to come home to a nice path of freshly hoovered carpet leading up to his favourite chair? The camera cuts to the chair. It is on fire. Oh yeah, I set your chair on fire, you sloppy, sad-faced cunt. Oh, if I was more of a go-getting kind of chap, I dare say I'd have an affair. Ladies, Hoffbo, shove it where your bollocks are. <laughs> Steve, talking like a woman, slides off camera. Matt, dressed as a woman, lowers into the scene. One of her boobs is near Philip Seymour Hoffman's face. Hey, boo, what to do? Hello. Oh, you're a remarkable lady. I could grow to respect. Jesus Christ, you have just terraformed my fanny into an actual desert biome. Great work, Casanova. Oh, well... I guess the way I'll find happiness is to star in a different movie. That's it for Synecdoche, New York. Oh, okay. Whew. Well, luckily, this is a journey through the whole of his IMDb page. Filmography. <laughs> Nicely corrected again, Steve. <laughs> I believe it's called a filmography. Well, just as we can see, he's not happy in his movies, and I think that probably represents the unhappiness that was going through his life. Yeah. Let's check out God's Pocket, which is a film where a young god gets hold of a baseball jacket where the pockets are bottomless and always contain the thing he needs the most, even if it's not what he actually wants. Ah. Uh, okay. That sounds like a good film. These sound like good films. I'm, I'm going to probably watch them on Netflix. <laughs> so I'm going to give you all the script to God's Pocket, as remembered by Jack Black. God's Pocket. <laughs> God's Pocket does sound like a very lofty euphemism. Mm, wetter than God's Pocket. I call it God's Pocket. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. It's a bit so much. Be Kind Rewind was an 
awful film. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm glad you said that because when I was doing it's a, this... It's a genuinely bad film. I assumed it might be good because, mm. no, I'm glad we've cleared no, that it, up. It's an awful film. It's an insult to remember this man's life through that lens. Yes. Get up. You've got to go to church. Oh, but I don't want to. Everyone in church is stupid. But you've got to go to church. Why? Why do I have to go to church? It's not fair. You've got to go to church for three reasons. First, because I'm your mum and I told you so. Second, because you're God. And third, because you're bloody omnipresent, so you can hardly not fucking be there. Well, I'm omnipotent too, so if I don't want to be there, I don't have to be there. Look, teenage God, if you don't stop pointing out paradoxes in your own existence, I'll take you over my knee. Well, why don't you then? I'm already there, according to you. Why don't you wave your arms in the air like you just don't care and slap my big bloody ass if I'm so bloody omnipresent? <laughs> Now then, now then, what's going on here then? It's Arthur Fonzarelli! How you doing, Fonzie? Oh shit, man, you're ever so cool. Hey, God. Sup, Mary? Hello, Fonzie. Stop talking to Fonzie, Mum. You're talking shit and embarrassing me. It's your 18th birthday, God, and I've brought you a magic jacket. Fonzie, would you like a cup, capote, cup of tea? A capote? Oh, put your tits back in, Mum, for fuck's sake. He's trying to give me a present. Get on my motorbike and I'll take you on a musical adventure. Can I put my arms around you, Mr. Fonzarelli? If you so much as fucking touch me. So yeah, here's your jacket. Check the pockets out. They'll always contain what you need, even if it's not what you really want. Well, that basically sounds like it's full of shit I don't want. <laughs> cool 18th birthday present, Fonzie. I guess I'm doomed to be sad in all the films I am in. Oh, God, I like that. I like the way that God's voice changed every yeah, couple of lines. Yeah, it did. I suppose stopped. that represents he's quite <laughs> multicultural, isn't he? It's true. It just represents the full palette of Philip Seymour Hoffman's voices and yeah. the indiscriminate nature with which he used them in his films. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's certainly no, no discrimination going on there. Uh, yeah. He's sad I, again. And yet another film in which Philip Seymour Hoffman, Hoffman uh, is sad. He had some hot pockets, though. No wonder he was working his way through a, a, a mountain of heroin. Well, yeah, and he didn't even get through all those bags. He probably thought, oh, I could get that. Well, 70, 70. bags is all that was left behind. <laughs> yeah, know, he, right? How many did he have like, inside of him? It's a song Why? of bottles of beer on the wall that sadly never got finished. But you can use Bayesian probability to to guess how many bo- how many bags he'd already eaten. <laughs> Stop the feature! <laughs> Let's learn! <laughs> now it's time for Steve's maths feature. So you know how... So this is Bayesian probability. They used it in World War II to find out how many tanks the Germans had because they took the serial numbers in the tanks which were all... Tanks were numbered 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 when they made them in Nazi oh, Germany. Wow, wow. So if they get five tanks... And the numbers in the tanks are tank 7, tank 70, tank 112, tank 43, and tank 79. They know, because all those numbers are quite low, they can guess roughly how many tanks they've got. That's brilliant. So, very simple Bayesian probability with I mean, 70 that's like bags. The, that's like fucking idiot Nazis doing the opposite of that 
someone holding a cardboard cutout of a tank with a number <laughs> seven million written on it. <laughs> but you know, that, British like... tanks, the serial numbers, they were all effectively randomised. So they were, they were like, tank number seven million. <laughs> so, can you imagine being a Nazi with binoculars and seeing that? And going, oh, shit! Stop the war! They've got yeah. seven million tanks. <laughs> I want to go home for a nice capote. <laughs> Speaking of which... <laughs> Nice, nice segue back into the feature. Yeah, I enjoyed which is that. Um, we've had the ghost of Christmas past and Christmas present. Now for the ghost of Christmas future, which is the story of Philip Seymour Hoffman, starring Jack Black. <laughs> I hope. I hope there's a lesson in this for everyone. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's my name. I like your voice. Have you ever thought of going into acting? Not really, but I'll put some thought into that. Ten years later. Thanks for all the Oscars, Ricky Gervais. That's great, Philip, but I sense something awry in your life. Well, that's very insightful, Ricky. There are hidden depths to you. Ten years later. Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead off drugs, and I, Ricky Gervais, am the most upset in the world about it. But I used to teach him at school, and it was my idea that he went into acting. It's very sad. I might tweet that. I am Philip Seymour Hoffman, and they can't hear me because I'm a ghost. I'm very grateful for all the nice things you said on Twitter and Facebook about my death, especially Sam White, who I think said, fucking hell, which really encapsulates everything more eloquently than I ever could. I hope you don't judge me too harshly for what might seem from your perspective a wasteful death. I just really fucking love heroin. Poignant. I thought. I thought Jack Black did a really good job of that. Yay! So long, Philip Seymour Hoffman. You were a good actor, according to people I respect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sums it up really well. I think actually. Uh, yeah. And then I watched um, a short YouTube clip of some of your acting, and I was good. I really liked it. He really gets into it. It's a fair play. Mm. I've seen. I, I went to see some acting in New York in a movie with the Kaufman cunt who directed it. And I fell asleep in the middle of it and snored, and he was two rows away from me. <laughs> I've never been nudged in the ribs so harshly by a neighbour. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> well, it's fucking slow, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, hey. Basically, don't do heroin. I think that's the moral. Right? That was the nuanced moral, right? What a big, uh, big idiot. Yeah? Yeah, big. But just remember, if you do do heroin and you're a brilliant rich person then people will still remember the good things you did it's only if you're poor that people will call you a worthless junkie let's go to sleep now kids yeah. <laughs> yeah sleepy time pass me the duvet mate <laughs> I assume by the duvet you mean some tin foil and a spoon you probably don't need both I don't know how this stuff works I'll be honest here's the duvet just stab it into my bruised ass cheek <laughs> can I kiss one of your forearms please no Okay. <laughs>